The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. That was Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. You're listening to Beat. It's Jolene in for Orla again this week. I'm joined now on this fine Sunday morning by presenters Jessica Martin and Michelle Heffernan to talk the month that was. It's the last Sunday in June, of course. Good morning. Good morning. How are we today? Fabulous. Yeah, good. I am trying not to be disappointed by the turn in the weather and just be like, there's two more months of summer left. I know. There's still more sun coming. You know? I came into work um, on Friday morning and one of our colleagues was like, it's all over. The, summer's, the summer is oh. over. Winter's Shorter, coming. Yeah, because it was after the solstice. For the solstice was last <laughs> Wednesday. So because obviously... Okay, sorry. <laughs> but there are shorter evenings yeah. approaching. Not for like five months. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Give I'm it joking. a while, you guys. So the month that was obviously the biggest thing of any June of any year, not just Pride Month, but the Leaving Cert, the state exams and the Junior Cert, of course, but the Leaving Cert in particular, we're talking our, our memories. It's not so long ago that we did them. Do we have fun memories? It's 10 years this year for me. Wow. I can't does believe it. Does it feel it? Yeah, it really <laughs> does. Um, I think... My fondest memory of the leave insert, whatever about the dread and like, you know, the, the, the doom yeah, of the exams approaching or whatever. It was actually the last few classes that we had mm, yeah. um, while the school had kind of closed to everyone else. The leave insert classes were still going. They put on extra classes for us. And I suppose like looking back now, I really, really appreciate that. What was that. your school, Jess? Um, Mansell Gorman in Wexford. Ah. But um, I really appreciate that now, like looking back. But at the time I was like, oh, for God's sake, here we go. Like. <laughs> But I'll never forget, we were in, um, there's an old building designed by Eileen Gray. She's a famous architect, amazing structure in Brownswood and Enniscorthy. That's where our school is. And um, the doors, <laughs> the door handles used to get stuck. One of the ones on our classroom. And uh, one day, so it was kind of like, you know, the old fashioned knobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, one day we were just like, we don't want to do this double maths class. So we took the handle off the inside Jessica. of the door, oh. so they couldn't. The teachers couldn't get oh, into the we're class. So bad, yeah, Michelle, do you think do something similar that we used to do to teachers? I remember we didn't want Irish class to happen, so um, Manoira who Michelle? I know. Um, <laughs> there was this moment where we thought it would be a good idea for me to pretend that I got stuck behind one of the cabinets because there was a gap between the cabinet and the window. And honestly, the poor teacher was like, you know, tearing, tearing, you know. <laughs> And I was just there pretending not to be able to move while she tried to haul me out of this hole just so we could delay the class for 10 minutes. Like, And that's oh why we ended goodness. up in media. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, look, I took the Leaving Cert really seriously. Mm. You know, I have spoken about it before in a documentary. You did very well in your... Yeah, yeah you look, well. I did the whole 600 points thing and I studied my ass off. And honestly, looking back, I wish that I actually didn't take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. I think that it's... I would say to people now that it's perfectly fine to not know what you're going to do. And if you are listening and you've come out with the leave insert and you feel like, oh, I don't really know if that went okay, that's absolutely fine, you know. Um, I say to everyone, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be mm-hmm. when I grow up. You don't ever <laughs> arrive at that point, absolutely you know. Agree, yeah. um, but life does have a way of working out. And you know what? You're supposed to make mistakes and you're supposed to also just be a teenager and, you know... Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the yeah. moment, yeah. Because I was completely the opposite to you. Now, in fairness, thing. I did I did go to school. Now, I, I missed loads of days in, in sixth year, but, like, I shouldn't have, you know. And it's probably from only those days that I did spend in school that I did so well. 
I think I got just under 400 points in my leaving cert. But I remember like the English teacher, I, I had moved out of home at this stage. I was gigging for rent. And um. I remembered my English teacher arrived in a pub one Sunday evening. And next the next morning, I got a phone call from the principal. It was half nine on my own phone. Uh, where are you today? And here was I. Oh, my head is a bit sore. My stomach is a bit upset. I'm not really feeling the best today. And it only for it was the attention that those teachers had given me yeah. and the time that they had put into me. I wouldn't yeah. have done so well. No, like you really have to credit teachers because they do. And like I went back to my old school recently, the Ursuline in Waterford, and some of the teachers, it, it's so funny because to me they hadn't aged, you know, mm-hmm. and like which meant that they were probably only in their 20s or 30 maybe when I was in school, but they seem so, so much up, older at the time, they, you know. And the same, um, what that happened to me recently, I went back to Colosh to Breeden and Escorthy and it was like brushing shoulders, you know, the two, you know, you're not a student teacher dynamic anymore. Yeah. It was completely, it was like, you haven't aged. And I, I still felt like I was like, this is so weird. And I kept saying Mr. Cadigan to <laughs> yeah. Mr. Cadigan and it was like, call me Jar. I was like, I can't, you'll forever I be can't Mr. Cadigan. <laughs> I was the same, I, I bumped into. To, uh, Mr. Kyo, the religion teacher, God love him. He got a nightmare from all the girls in Gloucester But I looking back at my leaving cert, I was the youngest of four girls, and my mom said that my sister, like that, stressed out so much she lost her hair. She's like Jolene's hair got thicker. She was the only one that would get out of bed to go to school because I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to go see my friends. So it's yeah. like for me, it was the social aspect. That's if great. you had to dig out your shirt with all the signatures, could you find yeah. it? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And did you have a muck up day? No. A what? A muck-up day. Muck you know day? where the day where six years are supposed to prank the teachers and oh, stuff. Oh, no, we didn't our, really do that. Uh, our school so much didn't want us to, you know, destroy the school that they just took us all to Kennedy Park. Oh. Yeah, which was actually nice. quite nice. Very proactive. Yeah, yeah. it is. Lovely. Yeah. Again, more news this month. Taylor Swift. Are you big Swifty fans? No. So, I'm a huge... <laughs> Michelle, Michelle and I out in the open plan this <laughs> we week. Nearly, we were just button heads, like, over this whole thing. Um... We were saying, like, because Taylor Swift has so many different genres, I suppose she taps into different demographics and mm-hmm. stuff like that, too. So, her, like, I would prefer her older stuff. Which is funny. The older I get, the more I like her. It's weird. Like, I would have never thought myself to be a Taylor Swift fan. And then if you hear all of the songs in montage on the radio of her gig coming to Ireland you yeah. know, next year, I'm like, wow, that'd be amazing. So I used to <laughs> roll my eyes at Taylor Swift. I'm like, why would you be obsessed with Taylor Swift? Why would you bother go to a Taylor Swift concert, you know? And that was because I only knew the songs that I had heard mm-hmm. on the radio. And over the course of, I suppose it was the pandemic, really, that I think... Um, a lot of new Taylor Swift fans emerged because she released a couple of albums that were a very different sound for her and she had different producers. And I love singer-songwriter stuff. I love folk music. I love music that tells a story. And if there's one thing that Taylor Swift is good at, it's telling a story. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I suppose, it was her collaboration with Bonnie Iver that had me listen into her. And then when I started to listen to Folklore, to say... uh, I suppose I feel like I have an emotional relationship with that album. That album will always be special for me and it will mean different things mm-hmm. to me. And each song um, will help me process different parts of my life. And I think that's why Taylor Swift appeals to people. It's that nobody's writing her songs for her. She is writing about her own life and the challenges that she finds in relationships and in career. Um, and so many people can relate to that. From someone who's a, appreciates her the way that you do, are you annoyed at the inflation of everything in Dublin? Are you annoyed that you might not get tickets because so many people are wanting them? Well, to say I nearly squealed <laughs> in someone's face yesterday when he mentioned the possibility no, you did. of no, you knowing did. someone you at MCD, I went, because, you know, we have people 
people here who work in the music industry and uh, someone contacted a colleague about tickets and I went, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to you for listening that you had to hear that. But, you know, look, I would adore to see her. Um, I am prepared to drive up and down in one night. Get it all done. I've obviously done the pre-register. I've registered mm-hmm. um, and I understand. And all of my TikTok is just, here's how to outsmart Ticketmaster and here's how, you know, so look, a friend of mine, buddy and myself, we are going to be teaming up, like trying our best to get tickets. The advice is that you should only look for two or three. Like, don't be trying to book loads of tickets because um, you might have less ticket options available if you do that. And be prepared that when you may have to sale? pay for really expensive tickets. So they go on sale July 13th okay. for the Dublin dates. OK, but if you pre-registered to actually get the That's a code, long build up for fans, isn't yeah. it? Um, but you have until, you, well, it's expired now. You had until midnight on Friday to register to be in the queue. So you literally have to register wow. to be in the queue and then you'll get a code. You'll so get there's a queue for the queue? There's a queue for the queue. You'll get, oh my God, yeah, it's so Jay, complicated. Jess, you look, you look disgusted. But there's an uh, July 5th. <laughs> no, I, I understand the, the hype. Look, it's, it's, obviously there was insane what happened in America where yeah. um, touts and the pre-sale just completely obliterated fans from getting tickets at it's all. It's heartbreaking. Um, and Brazil are now considering introducing a law, they're calling it the Taylor Swift law, quote unquote, wow. where um, ticket touts would be punished with fines or even in prison um, for trying to make a profit off Taylor Swift fans this way, you know. Um, I do think it's great that now she has, the only people getting access to a pre-sale are people who pre-ordered Midnight's, her recent album. So, you know, she is trying to like show her fans the dedicated in line, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, do you know what? I'm trying, I'm just manifesting. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to do <laughs> It's happening. Story. Like, it's happening. There's no question. Um, I think it's nearly the thing, like, if you don't get tickets, that you'll just wait around so like online you know yeah. keep checking people's if stories on the day someone's gonna if, cancel, someone, yeah. if someone gave me a ticket Michelle I think I'd give it to you, and you know, I would just, too like yeah, Niall absolutely. Power has met her has met her mum you know so like I don't know here if I have to make coffees for him every day <laughs> if I have to take him for dinners or whatever it takes you know I just I suppose yeah I'm crossing all fingers and toes um, but but it is very unfair though what the the hotel or hospitality industry are it's doing. It's extremely unfair. It's so great. It's 20 grand for an apartment. For and I honestly yeah, think that it will kick them in the, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it will only end up punishing them in the long run because I would Like never. we all knew that, you know, if there was something happening in Dublin or whatever, there was a big gig on in Cork. Cork, not so much. It's it's not as bad in Cork, but I think Dublin are just but Especially for people so travelling. You said you go up and down in one night from Waterford yeah. to the Three Arena, parking. Yeah. You're talking a couple of hours on each end before you even get to the doors opening. Yeah. I actually really feel sorry for parents who are yeah. trying to deal with it because, you know, if you've got a daughter or son who is, you know, obsessed with Taylor Swift and really wants to go, that's more heartbreaking. than It's like I'm OK with disappointing myself, but disappointing, <laughs> know. you know, a family member who has their heart set on it. I do think that's really unfair. But unfortunately, that that's that's a harsh reality that they're going to yeah. have to learn about the society that we're living in yeah. today and the cost of living crisis. It's the three yeah. arena, like isn't it? It, is it, no, it's, it's Aviva. It's the Aviva. So, is it still too small for um, like a, well, multiple nights? It has, I think, they're saying, you know, okay, it has less capacity than Crow Park, but it's still like, more large. capacity than Three Arena. And I suppose for me, because it's just me and I don't have to pay for other people, um, if I don't get tickets for Dublin, I'm going Michelle to Michelle Heffernan is single. <laughs> oh yeah, Michelle Heffernan is single if you want to take me to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but like, I'm going to Amsterdam, I'm going to Berlin, I'm going to where Taylor is going. She's coming but you know to Europe, what, right? I'm going. Well when you, just on that point, what you're saying there, Michelle, it would probably be cheaper for you to get flights, I to know. get a hotel in the middle of Europe somewhere 
stay there for maybe two nights and then come home. Yeah. People did it for than. Beyonce and I for Garth so Brooks as well. People. There was a, a guy from Galway who actually had a ticket for Dublin for Garth Brooks and ended up selling it, going away with his friends to Europe somewhere. I can't remember where it was exactly. And then... Uh, spent two or three nights there and then came home and it was still cheaper. Yeah, mm. yeah. So so we're all manifesting that Michelle, that Michelle gets Taylor Swift gets to Taylor <laughs> on some corner of this continent <laughs> next yeah, year. Thank you. Michelle, Jess, thank you so much thank for you. coming Thanks in. Thanks for having great us. Great chats. Have Bye. a great Sunday. Bye. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's coming to the end of the month and that can only mean one thing for a lot of stressed out exam students, especially those doing their leaving cert, that there's time for celebrations, the sun is out, the exams are over, there's lots to look forward to at college. But DrinkAware has released advice for parents and for students to have a chat about the type of celebrations ahead of the exams ending on Tuesday. I'm joined now on the line by Martha Sweeney, DrinkAware Education Manager. Martha, you're very welcome along. The celebrations, I'd imagine, may have already begun for some students. The last exam is this coming Tuesday. But what's the main advice from DrinkAware as celebrations begin? It's a time of excitement and I want to congratulate the young people and I want to congratulate the parents um, for the young people uh, completing the exams and the young people themselves for this significant milestone in their lives. And I think it's important that both parents and young people take a moment to acknowledge this achievement. And it's a time of great excitement and joy to have reached this, but it it may not be joyful for every young person. You know, there may be mixed emotions about how they did. There may be sadness around how they're going to be leaving the old and familiar, maybe and moving away from home or going away or taking up a job or going to college or doing an apprenticeship. So what's really important is that parents mind themselves, first of all, mind and care for themselves and they support young people with the many mixed emotions they may Mm. feel. These emotions may lead young people to take risks, particularly so when it's the end of exams, when they want to celebrate the milestone and the freedom of the summer holidays. And we all want young people and parents in particular, want their young people to be safe and happy. And uh, when alcohol comes into the equation, because alcohol has a different effect on the body and the mind of young people than people who are older than that and are um, their brains are developed. But we now know that the brain isn't fully developed until the mid-20s. We also know that underage drinking, if young people start drinking underage, and particularly those who drink at 15 and younger, that um, it, 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 they're four times more likely to develop alcohol-related problems later in life. And the HRB brought out a report recently, um, and in it, um, it, the research that was carried out indicated that 38% of drinkers between the ages of 15 and 24 in Ireland, 38% or one in three had an alcohol related uh, um, problem or um, AUD. It's quite a devastating figure, isn't it, Martha? That it's so young, it's happening so early. 
Absolutely. And that would be called before this, we no longer use the term alcoholic or alcoholism, but that's what we're talking about here. Alcohol use disorder, AUD, alcohol use disorder. So we are concerned because DrinkAware is a national independent charity working to prevent and reduce the misuse of alcohol and alcohol-related harm and also delay the age of first drink. So we all want children to be happy and healthy. We all want them to experience joyful occasions, but they're not invincible. Sometimes when we're young, we think we know it all and we also think we're invincible. But we don't want parents or families or brothers or sisters getting that call to say something has happened. So in the light of that, we're saying to parents, please take the time. You are the most important person in your young person's life in terms of influencing them around alcohol. Take the time to talk to them about how they're going to celebrate, if they're going to celebrate this event, how they're going to celebrate it, when alcohol be coming into the equation. Talk to them about the HSE low risk guidelines, what a standard drink is, from work I have been doing with the adults, I would find, and young adults, I would find that, you know, a glass of wine can be two or three glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Also, it would be very important that young people avoid pre-drinks. Parents, um, research we have carried out, um, parents would be the most place, the most significant place where, where young people uh, start drinking in the home, in the home. So parents need to, three things I'd say to parents are, and I'm a parent myself, my children are now adults, but like, and there's no such thing as the perfect parent and neither is there the perfect child. And I don't want to be seen as lecturing to parents. I'm just making parents aware and young people aware. It's good to start the conversation quite early, Martha, amongst 18 to 24 year olds. A lot of students who are finishing up their exams, they're around the age 16, 17, 18, 19. It's quite an important cusp uh, going into your young adult life, heading off into college, that if it started off on a correct path of communication with your parents, it can go very well. Absolutely. And it's about the relationship that the parents have with the young person. The relationship is key and it's not about dictating. It's about talking, good communication. With good communication, people grow. With poor communication, conflicts grow. Let's have a look at uh, the types of communication that DrinkAware are advising parents. Maybe for those who don't know where to start, they've shared some useful tips to support guardians and parents to help their young adults and teenagers celebrating, not just for the leaving cert, but maybe any milestone that they're looking forward to. So planning ahead is one of the first ones, Martha. Uh, absolutely. So you ask them to share their plans with you. So it's it's about the parent beginning the a conversation and emphasizing that they're proud of their child and the way they've prepared and studied, and you know that even if they feel they didn't do as well as they 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 should have, that you know they can learn from this and resilience, teaching them resilience and to be able to cope with disappointment, etc. And talk to them about how they're feeling and how they might express those feelings in an appropriate way. And then discuss safe ways that they can keep within public health guidelines if they are going to take a drink. And we have to bear in mind as well, 
not every young person is going to be drinking to celebrate exam results. And I'm talking about leaving cert students because DrinkAware believes that alcohol should have no place under 18 years of age because that is the law in Ireland. It's only legal to drink at mm-hmm. 18. And as I do say, that isn't a target to be reached no more than, than the speed limit on the road. You know, so there are a lot of young people who don't drink. In And the good news is that more young people aren't drinking. In 2002, 11% of young people uh, uh, didn't drink and today it's 26%. So we have to bear in mind that there are young people going out to who will not be drinking and they shouldn't be expected either to be minding the ones who are to become babysitters or uh, parenting the ones who are drinking. The other thing is that they... talk about alcohol. Their parents discuss with them whether alcohol will be involved. The peer pressure that they may experience. Now, a lot of peer pressure. Psychologists today very much talk about peer bonding, where there's something about our peers that attract us to those particular people. So, you know, parents need to be aware of their children's friends, their be it adult children or whatever, aware of their friends and and be in contact with the friends' parents as well. Mm -hmm. And Young people need to have the discussion, you know, about how alcohol and especially binge drinking might impact their behaviour and well-being. And It's also and, good, Martha, for them to talk to other parents to see what way they're celebrating with their young adults going into this new phase in their life, that there might be an opportunity to hash out some ideas that won't have alcohol involved or won't have alcohol with their friends involved. And some parents might not have a communication streamline with their children for that conversation that they can check in on how other parents talk to their children. The next one I wanted to move absolutely. on to, Martha, is to mind yeah. their own mental health so when it comes to being a stressful time for parents as well as students that parents are starting to relieve themselves of the stress in the household at this time of year yeah it's really important you cannot care for other people until you first mind yourself you know, it's it's like um, on an airplane, like you have to mind yourself before you can actually take care of the person beside you or the child beside you or, or, or whatever. So, so you know, parents need to mind themse- themselves and they need to watch their own diet and their own sleep patterns and all that and then be cognizant of that when it comes to their, their own child and, and mind their mental health because it is a, a stressful time. And there are different ways, there are different things parents can do. It's like exercise exercise, not using alcohol to cope with stress or to relax, but, you know, meeting friends, going for a walk, having a chat, going to the cinema, doing something that they like and that gives them a sense of energy and a sense of purpose. I found myself yesterday evening going and visiting friends that I hadn't seen for a while and I came away with absolutely, I was so delighted I went, but I had to take the time and make the effort. And parents need to do that. Um, Because what you're actually doing is showing young people how to navigate in the world. But parents can also find out more on the drinkaware.ie website for more resources. Absolutely. And we have a booklet as well, um, talking matters for parents that will help them. Martha Sweeney, Drinkaware Education Manager, thank you so much for joining us and wishing every student the best of luck as they finish their exams and go on to the next chapter of their lives. Thank you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.
June marks the beginning of solstice. It begins the celebrations of the Leaving Cert exams, festival fever, and also June marks Pride Month. I'm joined in studio now by Kuhn Cusack, chairperson of Pride of the Data, to tell us all about Pride Month and why people should get involved, even if they're not part of the LGBT community. Kuhn, tell us first of all, why is Pride Month so important to Mark? Um, Pride Month is, it's an interesting uh, month in a way because it's a celebration, but it's also still very much a protest, um, you know, and it, it's it's a really good opportunity for, for us to look back on like how much progress we've made for the LGBT community and where the shortfalls are and also like how we can better support each other. And I would say like from my experience of always attending Pride, it's always so joyful and heartfelt and it's just a really good way to like get communities together and to really like support each other and if you have any friends who are LGBT or any children who might be questioning or LGBT I think it's a really good way to show your support by saying hey Pride's this weekend let's go to Dublin or you know and and really just say like it's okay and we support you and we don't you know you can be around people that are, are similar to you and see yourself and other people as well. Also, it's important to mark the fact that we don't need to get too complacent. People might see Pride Month and put Pride flags. They take the opportunity to get involved once a month or, you know, once a year. But to actually make sure that we mark this every year, that we don't get complacent, there is still work to be done. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, In Ireland, we have yet to ban conversion therapy, which is we are way behind uh, most European countries when it comes to conversion therapy. Also, our trans healthcare was rated the worst in the EU um, this year. So that's not good. And we also there's a campaign called LGBT Disregard um, that aims to disregard um, LGBTs, uh, people's criminal records, because mm-hmm. when... Uh, uh, same-sex activity was illegal in Ireland. There's some people still walking around to this day that have criminal records because of same-sex activity um, dating back to the 70s. Wow. Um, so it is really important to kind of recognise those things and LGBT Disregard have done a lot of work in overturning those convictions. Um, and I think as far as I'm aware, um, they're in a really good place, I'd say, in this year um, you know, most convictions should be overturned and you can find out more on their website. For people who want to mark Pride Month and they want to get involved, there have been lots of ways and parades and meetups and information, I suppose, points online. We have a list of Pride events that took place across the southeast and the country. Now, we missed Pride of the Dacia. It's the beginning of the of June. There was also the Wexford Pride, which was in May. But for people who still want to get involved, there's plenty of opportunities. Yeah, so Dublin Pride is this weekend, which will be the main Pride in Ireland. And there is so many events. The one thing I would say as a person who's went to Dublin Pride a lot is if you're planning on going up, Make sure you book tickets to something in the evening if you want to go on a night out because it is very, very busy and chaotic. I would highly recommend the Mother Block Party if anyone is interested. Uh, Carlo Pride is the 2nd of July as well. So it's actually not in technically in Pride Month, but I they're all staggered um, for a reason as well. So as I was going back to saying, like Pride was originally a protest and after the murder of Declan Flynn in the 1980s, um, there was a travelling protest uh, around Ireland that was kind of vigil um, against violence against women and gay people. 
and it, it's kind of important to recognize like the reason why prides in ireland are so staggered is because it was originally a traveling thing mm-hmm. and it's designed so that we can go to as many events as possible um and if you've missed pride in your local area let's say you've missed pride the data like just you know there's always next year and also like a lot of prides will organize events throughout the year uh, as well it's not just just in in June. Uh, plenty of the LGBT communities have groups that they like that they have coffee meetups or uh, evening meetups once a week to have chats and meet other like-minded people that's not just the big events you have to make your way out for. Exactly exactly and like uh, especially for let's say in Waterford uh, like chill out um, mm-hmm. run out of uh, Manor Street uh, kind of cater for people living in Waterford and South Tipperary who are LGBT and under the ages of 24 and they um they are a really good resource. They meet up every weekend. It's really good for LGBT youth. I've we work really closely with them with Pride and like we have a youth committee that that is part, made up of the young people that go to chill out. And it's it's amazing to see like how confident um the young people are. And it's it really is why Pride is important and why mm-hmm. community is important. Um yeah. Very good. So looking ahead to the rest of the summer, what can people get involved in? What, um, I suppose, in out, out of the long list of events for to mark pride in the southeast, what uh, would you pick and your top picks, Kuhn, for people? That's a difficult question. Now, obviously, always go back to the Pride of the Data information um, for next know. year's events. I don't know. OK, um, I know that we will probably be running a film festival um, mm. later in the year. Um, with Pride of the Day show. it's called Queer Vision we run it every year it's a short film festival where we get submissions of short films and we usually show them in Garter Lane and it's a lovely evening and it's all it's all free to attend as well um, I think well, the main highlight for Pride is is the I guess the March in Dublin Pride mm. even though it's become like so commercial so I have very mixed feelings about it but it is like the biggest like most impressive event the biggest event in Dublin and they have the parade, the running down Connell Street, transport, have Dublin bus, Wexford bus, they've all tell people, you're not going to get into Dublin after a certain time. The parade kicked off at 12. The photos looked fantastic. People had a ball. There are other events then in Carlow and Tipperary coming up for the rest of the summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would suggest that if anyone wants to attend the Carlow and uh, Tipperary Pride um, to go onto their like Instagram or Facebook and they'll have all of their events laid out and most of the time Prides will have a lot of free events so it really, you know, it, it's very easy to get involved. Uh, some events do involve pre-booking so I would suggest kind of making a little plan a few days before. Yeah, have the, the, the itinerary made up. For people who are listening this morning and having their tea or the coffee over breakfast or they're in the car heading somewhere and they want to start the conversation but they don't know how to in their family. Maybe LGBT wasn't brought up in their family unit before. How would you suggest that they, uh, I suppose, break that ice if they want to start that conversation? Um, I think Pride is a, a really good good way to, to break that ice and to really, you know, start that conversation. Um, maybe if you have a child who you think might be LGBT, maybe saying, oh, do you want us to go to Pride this year? What do you think about Pride? Mm-hmm. You know, open the conversation and have open ended questions. And if they're not ready to talk, just leave it mm-hmm. and let them in their own time approach you with it. But just kind of remind them that it's a safe space. I guess that's kind of what you need to do. Or let's say remind them that you are supportive and maybe show support for other LGBT people. 
um, in you know in, in front, front of, of the of of the you know the person you think might be LGBT to show oh I think this person's really cool or have you seen this artist or I love Sam Smith they're great you know small things like that to show like oh I lo- I you know like and respect LGBT people and I'm going to show you this mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully in their own time they'll come to you if if that is the case. I hope you had a wonderful Pride Month so far and are looking forward to the events that are still to come. Ku and Q, Zach, Pride of the Data Chairperson, thank you so much. Thanks very much. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Ours to protect on Beat. Nappies, we've all worn one at one stage or the other, but disposable nappies are one of the biggest single contributors to plastic waste worldwide. So we asked one Waterford duo, Ashling and nine-month-old Quinn, to try cloth nappies. Hi! Hi, Quinn! Hello. (laughs) I'm definitely really curious about it. Um, And I know, you know, from an environmental perspective, like the amount of nappies going into landfill is just insane. You know, someone kind of said to me, like, even if you only used one a day, that's 365 less nappies a year in landfill. So... We're curious, aren't we, Quinn? The initiative is the Nappy Library Ireland, which is a non-profit providing nappy loan kits filled with a mix of cloth nappies so you can try them out before you buy your own. Kate Doyle from Wexford is part of the committee for Nappy Library Ireland. So there's a variety of reasons why people decide to uh, go for cloth nappies. I suppose the, the, the biggest one would probably be the environmental aspect. Um, people would like to choose an option which is more environmentally fen- friendly and generates less waste. Um, I suppose if you compare it to disposable nappies, a child could go through up to 5,000 disposable nappies during their time between birth and potty training. And these will take roughly 450 years uh, to break down. So parents want to choose something uh, more environmentally friendly. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so and you know what? It's great, isn't it, to have the the step by step guides in such a handy way, yeah, and all the pictures and everything to show you how to use all the different elements. Because okay. I am really curious about the different fits, you know. Because I mean, I didn't know there were so many different fits. Um, so it will be good to see what works best with Quinn's body shape. Oh, and these are the liners as well. Like th- that's brilliant, isn't it? I, I I have heard about the um the power of these liners for helping you get the the heavy stuff out of the nappy and into the toilet so <laughs> so they're a piece of fleece you put between baby's yes. bottom and the booster great mm. stuff well i'm happily going to leave you for the week <laughs> you and quinn okay quinn are you ready to do a little bit for the environment you're so young doing it i'm so proud of you and ashling best of luck Thank you so much, Orla. We're so excited. So armed with her bag of reusable nappies from the Nappy Library, advice on how to wash them and more, and with Kate on hand to give her advice as she needs it, Ashling and Quinn are off to experience the world of the cloth nappy. And it's fair to say that reusable nappies have had a bit of a bad rap down through the years, but Kate says times have changed. The biggest difference, I would say, is... Uh, washing machines and washing powder have completely, you know, they've come a long way in the last 30 or 40 years. So the washing of them is significantly easier than it was back in the day. Um, the washing machine basically does all the work now, whereas before there would have been an awful lot of work on the, the parent involved. Um, and then the other aspect is they have become a lot easier to use and close in terms of their design. Um, so they're a lot more user friendly. They're very similar to disposable nappies in that you can close them with Velcro. 
Um, so, so that's so that's definitely what's what's come a long way. Um, and they're more widely available. I think you know they're definitely easier and. Uh, people are starting to see them more and more. They're available in the Middle Isle and several supermarkets, for example, in Ireland, which is maybe something that wouldn't have been done before. So what's Ashley's verdict? Yeah, really good. It was really interesting for me to get to try all the different types of nappies. So when the like loan comes to you, you get like a variety of all the different types that there are. Um, so I didn't use everything that was in the pack. But what I did make sure was that of everything I used, I used kind of one of each type of nappy. So that was that was really cool to experiment with what worked for Quinn and her shape, you know. It is like kind of trial and error and in the leaflets that they send you with it, it says, you know, just get started. And actually, that's the best thing to do. If you want to try cloth nappies before you commit to buying them or to simply find out more information, then find out what the Cloth Nappy Library are doing at clothnappylibrary.ie. Definitely, it feels lovely to be able to reuse and to be like in this kind of weather, it makes absolute sense because you can dry them so easily. Um, I th- I, I'm not sure like I, I would like to spend a little bit more time learning how to like wash them in that I wash them on a 40 um, which is what's recommended but then you'd see other people saying it has to be a 60 and it has to be like an advanced wash you know and it, it kind of will take up a lot of time but yes for the environment it would be obviously the right the right thing to do brilliant thank you thank you Quinn Thanks a million. <laughs> Ours to Protect is funded by Commission Amon with the television licence fee and is a partnership between Beat 102103 and the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more info. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102103. Now, something for the music people in the southeast. Kilkenny Country Music Festival is taking place on Sunday, July 9th. Described as a truly unique festival and set in the grounds of Gorn Park with lots on offer for those with something for everyone, for the smallies to the biggies. I'm joined now on the line by Thomas Ahern to find out more. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad at all. And Jolene, thank you so much for having me on. Not at all. I hope you've got your cup of tea ready to tell me all about this. So Thomas, the Country Music Festival, in the summer months it sounds fantastic and it's also falling on a Sunday, so hopefully we've the fine weather. Tell me what's lined up for people in Kilkenny. What's lined up? Uh, you described it very well there, uh, <laughs> from, from the youngies to the oldies and, and everybody in between. So there's a, a selection of musicians, uh, Mike Denver, Olivia Douglas, Jimmy Buckley, uh, Claudia Buckley, Brendan Shine, Trudy Lawler, and then uh, accompanying across the whole day, uh, you have the Conquerors, uh, they're um, a, a band uh, that will uh, keep the, the, the music ball rolling uh, between acts uh, as well. So that's on, on the music score, uh, that's all of, uh, of what's going on. So it's absolutely jam-packed. Uh, from from that uh, perspective yeah. alone. Incredible library of people. That's a, an extraordinary amount. So because they're going on throughout the whole day, if you've got your Sunday lunch lined up, you can still make it in time to get something in from the Country Music Festival. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's kind of, you know, uh, there's more, I suppose, senior musicians or established musicians, uh, very kind of um, popular musicians at the moment who have kind of that country music zeitgeist captured uh, currently so yeah the, you, you, you have the whole uh, mosaic there uh, Jolene absolutely Great and like I said it's something for the family there's a resurgence I've seen in the in latter weeks months and years of country music becoming more popular amongst younger people now I see people are jiving to music is there something
something similar lined up, do you think, for dancing on the in the Kilkenny Country Music Festival that day? Will people be wearing their dancing shoes? They will. They'll have the, the Stetsons on. Um, there will be cowboy uh, and cowgirl hats uh, for sale uh, and uh, a massive, a massive dance floor. And uh, I'm not surprised, actually, to hear uh, what you're saying there in terms of the, the festival itself. It is you'd have to have a, a heart of stone not to enjoy it. It is great sport. And I could see it being kind of, you know, a road trip kind of a day uh, for, for, for the lads or, or ladies uh, in, in terms of um, what's at it. Not only have you got the music, um, but you've got a, 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 a booking Bronco at it as well. And then um, you'll have TV screens that the, the um, Leinster senior final winners will be playing the quarter uh, final winners in um, the, the hurling, the, the senior hurling. That'll be on screen there on the day as well. Um, you have got uh, bars, uh, you've got catering, um, uh, you know, uh, and I suppose there's kind of a grey area there, as in I, I mentioned the, the booking Bronco uh, mm-hmm. and the cowboy hats for as well. But then if you're bringing uh, smallies, you've got you've got the uh, picnic area, you've got the ice cream, you've got uh, Jack of the Clown will be there. <laughs> um, he will be uh, working across the day and uh, he'll have a, a magic show there uh, as well. Um, wow. There's there's uh, uh, there's uh, henna tattooing, there's <sighs> face painting. So, you know, there is literally something for, for everybody at it. It's nearly a shame, Thomas, that it's only for one day. I think maybe next year it could be two days. So this is a return festival as well. It's been on before, so it's obviously popular enough to come back again. Yeah, it, yeah, it's come back again. And I suppose it's kind of snowballing. Uh, I've been at it myself. I, 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 look, I'll be like bluntly honest with you. I, I wouldn't be a massive country music mm-hmm. fan, um, but... You couldn't, you, you can't help enjoying it. Like there'll be an Elvis song, or there'll be a song that you mm-hmm. recognise. That'll be an earworm, and and you probably will get up uh, maybe for for a scoot on on onto the <laughs> dance floor. But it's the accoutrements, everything else that comes with it. There's just a, it's it's every walk of life at it, and there's a spark at it, and there's there's something there's a bit of kind of magic in the air at it. Um, that 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 would draw you that that would draw you to it. And I'm I'm a Wexford woman myself, uh, Thomas. So I'm even. Thinking thinking about the Sunday drive, the Sunday day out. You'd think with a name like Jolene, I'd be a country music fan. I wouldn't be the biggest now, but I'm definitely soft. I have a soft spot for it. It's a kind of a feel-good genre. It's a really feel-good genre. And it's really, like I mentioned how diverse um, the kind of demographic that is at it. But there's kind of, there's an inclusivity about it that's like, you know, whatever you're at of a Sunday, um, if if you were, you know are absolutely passionate about your country music, you're going to be catered to. If you're at a loose end and you want a great uh, day trip, uh, this is for this this could be for for your for yourself. I think you uh, had me well. a, it's, you it's, had me at bunk and bunk and bronco there, Thomas. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, just uh, you're talking about uh, bronco uh, the the bunco bronco there <laughs> in terms of modes of transport. Um, Getting there, I know uh, the Bees uh, headquarters are in Waterford there and um, there are buses, um, Bus Aaron and Cavanaugh's that come into to Goran Village here. But even um, the trains, if you're, if you're taking a train from Waterford or, or anywhere else in the country to Kilkenny, there'll be a, a shuttle bus uh, in front of Kilkenny Castle 
it's it's a fiver out there and a fiver back, so a, a tenner return, and that's leaving at um, twelve o'clock and one o'clock. The festival it's, itself is 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 it's a day festival. It's from uh, one o'clock in the afternoon until seven o'clock in the evening, and then you know maybe you might visit one of the watering mm-hmm. holes uh, in, in Goring here or maybe pop back into to Kilkenny or back over to Waterford. There's an awful lot of public transport uh, that 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 uh, services the area. So again, it, it's easy to get to as well. There's no excuse for people not to be able to make its way down from the region to Goran Park on Sunday, July 9th. Will you be getting your Stetsons on, Thomas? Will we be wearing any uh, cowboy hats on the day? <laughs> I certainly will, and um, I'll tell you, it, it, it was kind of um, a draw that the, the dance floor was there, and it was a bit of a, an enchantress. As in, I couldn't get, I couldn't help myself, uh, but get up and uh, get dancing myself, and uh, yeah, great sport altogether. It's a feel-good factor. Uh, hopefully, the sun comes now when the when the festival kicks off. The bows for Harry Styles have sold out in Ireland for his slain. We might see cowboy hats. <laughs> going sold out in the southeast for the Kilkenny Country Festival. Thomas, tell us where to find out more information. Yeah, so uh, there, it has its own uh, website there. Uh, there's um, a Facebook page. Um, there's Insta as well. And then Eventbrite. Um, you can, Actually, this the, the inquiry that we're probably mm-hmm. asked most of is can you buy tickets on the day? And the answer is a resolute yes, you can. <laughs> you can buy them on the gate and parking. I mentioned all the public transport. If you want to drive there, there's free parking. If you're a ticket holder, you get a free parking space. The tickets can also be bought on Eventbrite as well if if you want to take that route. Fantastic. And I recommend, I'd say, for, for you to say to people to get there early, to get a spot for the day, for the book and bronco, for the music, for the jiving, for the ice creams, for all those big and small. So tickets are available and for more information you can check out kilkennycountrymusicfestival.ie or kkcountrymusic at gmail.com. Thomas, thank you very much. I'll see you down there. (laughs) That's the one. Thanks, Jolene. Thank you so much. Take care. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Right, it's that time again. Back in the hot seat. My favourite cover slot, I have to say, so far for Orla. Brian, with your movies. Legendary for anyone who is listening to the Sunday Grill. And if not, you're in for a treat. Brian, the personality. What's going on in movies? What are we looking forward to this week? So we, I have three things for you this week. Three? Three things. You're spoiling me. Yeah, I I think so. I think, look, hey, you deserve it. You're doing (laughs) such a good job so far. (laughs) So I have The Flash, I've No Hard Feelings and I have Elemental. Go with the so, first one. Yeah. The Flash? The Flash. Okay, cool. So, you know The Flash? I know of him. <laughs> How do you, know, you know him? Tell me. Um, <laughs> from um, I know that he's a character in a comic book, but I also Ooh. know him as like Sheldon's favourite uh, comic book character from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it's quite depressing, it's really, for any hey, comic fans listening. It's enough. It's all, <laughs> it's all you need going into the film. Um, so basically, he's, he's the guy that can run super fast in the Justice League. And he wears a red costume. He he's run super fast. That's that's his thing, like me. Um, so he basically <laughs> bad times. His mom dies, and his dad is about to go to jail for the murder, oh which is, as we know, not a great thing. And so basically, he goes back in time to stop his mom from dying and to prove his dad's innocence, like a cold case. Yeah, 
Pretty much. <laughs> and so basically, when he goes back in time, he meets a younger version of himself. But as we know, from all our past experiences, time travel, that's not what you do. You don't interact with the past too much. Uh-oh. And in doing so, he has knock-on effects for the future. He meets a different version of the Batman that, as opposed to one that's in his universe. It's the Michael Keaton one from the, the 90s Batman movies. And basically, he has to fight General Zod that was in the Superman movie to because there's also a Supergirl that's Superman's cousin. It sounds like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of cooks in that kitchen. There's a lot going on. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's wild. At the very start, he saved. So there's this building collapsing and he saves these babies falling out of this building. And I'm not going to lie. It's hilarious. Because it is obviously everything's in slow motion, but the CGI in it isn't great. It's I'm a not bit naff. Yeah, it went too far. I don't like to. I don't like to to talk bad about movies, but it it, it kind of takes you out of a bit because these babies clearly aren't real, so you don't care. You really don't care. It's well, like that creepy baby in the Twilight movie. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. But he puts one of the babies in a microwave, um, which, in context and out of context, isn't much better. It's not a working microwave. If that's any makes helps the situation wasn't there an Indiana Jones movie where he survived a bomb by jumping into a fridge yeah. or a bath or something it's lead, that was a lead line fridge mm. you see but no he just puts the baby in, in a microwave for honestly no reason he did not need to put the baby in a microwave maybe he knows he's in a movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> give true. the audience what they want yeah well that, that's what I say whenever I go into movies like ah there's no so baby in a microwave in this does Orla ask for out of fives or out of tens like what would you give the flash out of tens I'd give it like a five honestly oh, yeah. that's very harsh it wasn't great and it would you have had great. high hopes going into it? I had, I had low hopes going into it, and like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't low think hopes it was kind it. of fun, but it just, it wasn't. There was some parts that were were quite cool, but then there were some parts that were not. And would you have been a Flash fan going into it? Not really. Do like, you think Flash yeah, fans he, would like it? I thought he was good in in the Justice League movies. Yeah, but Ezra Miller is, is the star of it, and he's a pretty controversial figure. So. It's not a great situation, but there's, there's worse films to watch. It's So that's The Flash. Is it out now? These are all out now. These are all out well, now. Okay, so moving on. Number two out of your th- three lucky movies this week. What's okay. the second one? I'm going to go with Elemental. Ooh, never heard of it. It's by Pixar this time. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. Maybe you shouldn't be. What's it about? So it's about a, 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 a girl who's made of fire and she falls, well... She befriends a lad made of water. Yeah, you know, Uh-oh. the classic combination. <laughs> so basically there's this girl and she has like an anger issue and she takes over like she's like second generation immigrant to this elemental city and uh she works in her dad's shop and one day she has like a meltdown and the pipes explode and the water man thing <laughs> comes out of the pipes and Basically, they try and solve the situation because then the, he he's like an inspector person for the for the city, and they're going to shut the the shop down. And they have to I think stop I this. love it. Can I can I ask? Is this like a real life movie with CGI or is it cartoons? Oh, it's all animated. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, of course so, it is. Yeah, it makes more sense. Um, I kind of would like to see an, an a live action version <laughs> to see how that would work. Yeah. Um, too much CGI for Brian. So, how would you give it out of a ten for the plot alone? The plot alone. Would you've been excited going into it? I well, see. I I went to see it as a screen unseen in audience, so I actually Ooh. didn't know what film I was going to see when I went in. I thought it would be another film, so I was kind of disappointed. But uh, the story itself, it was like he's made of water, she's made of fire. 
it's most subtle, the least subtle, like their opposites attract type thing I've ever seen. And it's like the whole thing's supposed to be like a rom com, but there's like no chemistry between the two main characters. So I'll give it like a six for plot, but it looks good. It looks like it's Pixar though, but that's where they put their it's money. It's bound to maybe. look good, like mm-hmm. yeah. But at the same time, Pixar, you're you're expecting a life changing movie with okay. Pixar, and you're just not getting it this time. For a family Sunday day out, would it oh, be worth yeah. the effort? Happily a family movie for sure. Yeah. But I mean, if you're gonna go to a family movie, you might as well go to like Spider Verse or maybe even maybe you've seen it Ireland. already. True. If you have seen it already, yeah, might as well. Elementally is a, is a family movie. But I feel like it's going to go to Disney Plus very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when it's going to be indulged, really. I'll be waiting for it. Yeah. I actually think that sounds quite sweet. I love those kind of simple ideas. Do you remember the animated shorts from Pixar and Disney? Well, The one with the umbrellas? Do you they, remember that one? They had an animated short beforehand of Carol and Doug from Up. <gasps> and it's about Carol preparing for a date. <laughs> but And like, Up so, is fantastic. <laughs> but the the short itself just wasn't it wasn't great I don't know I feel like it might be one of those things with Pixar that they just don't have the same passion for it that they used to or maybe we were just getting so but used to it but maybe you were also maybe you were expecting another big pizzazz movie that you were let down quite early on because you weren't sure what you were going to go see yeah well that could be it as well but I suppose when going in with no expectations then I don't have anything <laughs> to be destroyed because I didn't even know there was a short beforehand yeah, so I wasn't yeah. expecting anything from it but it's still like you think of Up you think God Up was so good and then you're like, these characters are just kind of being lauded out again so we can get something to go beforehand. So you're like, oh, I know who those people are. And then you go see the elemental. It wasn't really too too crazy for it. Oh, okay. So what would you give that out of 10 then, the movie? I give it like a seven. Wow, that's a lot more than The Flash. So yeah. I'd definitely go see it. <laughs> elemental is definitely better than The Flash. I will give it that. <laughs> okay, movie but, number three. What well, else have we got lined up for us? No hard feelings. What's this about? Now this... This is where it comes into its own. This is a comedy rom-com type thing starring Jennifer Lawrence. And it's about a, like a 32-year-old Jennifer Lawrence uh, replying to a Craigslist ad. And these parents want their 19-year-old son to date a girl before he goes off to college. And it is hilarious. Okay. I could not stop the laughing. The gleam in your eye. I oh, love it. I had it such a great time. Who's the uh, teenage actor? Do we know him? He's not He's not a big name, but he's fantastic in it. So he's his name is Andrew Bart Feldman. I'd never heard of him. I didn't recognize him beforehand. He was in High School Musical, the musical, the series. But that's it, I'm afraid. afraid I wouldn't know that I now. didn't even watch it. But um, he was fantastic. The whole thing was so kind of Silly. Is it kind of like your super bad or your I love you man's kind of It's a very much uh, a raunchy comedy thing. Like very much naughty's comedy type. (laughs) There's a a point where uh, Jennifer Lawrence is naked and she's fighting people on a beach (laughs) to man-eat her by a hall of notes. And it's just, it's just so funny. There's so many times where I just could not stop laughing. You weren't expecting it to be so good. I was was expecting, because I saw the trailer and I was like, that looks genuinely funny. But I did not expect to at laugh out loud so many times. Okay. So yeah, definitely not a family movie, <laughs> but a very very funny movie. The LOL moments, perfect for a Friday night kind of yeah. turn off your brain, go oh, to cinema. Hundred percent, turn off your brain, go to a group of people. My biggest regret is there was only like, I went with two of my friends, and there was only like four other people apart from us, and like one of them, three of them were two lads and his their mom, and then there's just one guy in his own, and it's like if there was a full cinema. And you saw that movie, it would be so funny. It would be a night to remember funny because 
it's just one of those things you feel like an atmosphere will carry its soul so if you're gonna go see it get as big a group as you can I think I think when you say that the movies that stick out for me when I saw them with such a large crowd Bad Neighbours with Seth Rogen years ago and Ted in a group uh, in a cinema it was absolutely and do you know what it was a cinema in Boston and it's set in Boston so everyone was rip roaring laughing at anything it was fantastic but it's the thing of like even Infinity War and Endgame when I saw them like a packed cinema and that like people there were crazy It's it's such a good feeling like it's such a different feeling and you know there is one I'll never forget it when uh, the, you know, the opening scene of Ted with Mark Wahlberg as a kid yeah. and he discovers Ted as a magic teddy bear who talks and they say we're going to be together forever and the whole cinema just went forever <laughs> <laughs> no but that's what you, well, like you want so like if you're going to go see it I would say go in like the night time on a Friday Saturday when it's probably going to be at its busiest uh, I know like they're 8 like, or 9 o'clock showing yeah like when like you're gonna probably get not as good seats, and but it's gonna be it's such I say it's so much better when it's a full cinema. Just bunk in, get the laughters ready. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. And it's definitely one of those films that if when if it eventually comes to something like Netflix, you'd be like, oh, we'll throw that on. <laughs> we're like, we'll throw that on on a Saturday night and sit down and watch it while we're having popcorn and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. an easy night. Oh, 100%. Brian, thank you very much for joining us. No problem at all. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.